All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Monday, May 23rd. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, it is time to officially get ready for the beginning of the summer movie season. But in order to do that, we've got to close the book on not the summer movie season. This past weekend is kind of the official end to not the summer movie season. Yes. Yeah, and we are going to close it down with a top 10 plow. Yeah, I mean we're at that point where the the real stories you gotta you gotta dig into the the dregs of this top ten to get to the real stories. So that's what we're gonna do. So so plow through the dregs, Clayton. All right. So deep breath. Number one, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness made thirty two point three million dollars, down forty eight percent. It did not change any theaters whatsoever. It is now at $342.7 million in its third frame. Number two, a newbie, Downton Abbey, a new era, made $16 million in its first frame. Number three, The Bad Guys, $6.1 million, down only 13%, lost 83 theaters, It is now at $74.4 million in its fifth weekend. Number four, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made $4 million, down only 12%, lost 173 theaters. It's at $181.1 million in its seventh weekend. Number five, the other newbie, Men, made $3.2 million in its first weekend. Number six, Everything Everywhere All at Once made $3.1 million, down a measly 6%. It lost 150 theaters. It is at $52.2 million in its ninth weekend. Number seven, Firestarter made $1.9 million, down 48%. It added one theater. It has made $7 million in its second weekend number eight fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore made 1.9 million dollars down 24 percent it lost 655 theaters it's at 93.1 million dollars in its sixth weekend number nine the lost city 1.5 million dollars down only eight percent it lost 279 theaters it is at 99.3 million dollars in its ninth weekend and rounding out the top 10 the northman one million dollars down 40 percent it lost 671 theaters it is at 33 million dollars in its fifth frame and that is the top five the top 10, see? Top you, you fu- just, 10, fuck, so, I fucked you, it up. You fucked it up at the end, but you know what? You mostly didn't fuck it up before that, so. That's why it, we're a raw a feed. Other podcasts mm-hmm. would cut that and redo it, and it's like, yep. no, I made a mistake. I'm only human. I'm yes. flesh and blood, a man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's warts and all on this podcast. Yeah, we prick you, and we prick your warts, and the warts bleed, because mm-hmm. it's a raw feed. Um, yep. And you know, I would go, I would go all the way to eleven on this because number eleven was 
something we spent some time talking about with Jeff Bach in our summer uh, preview episode, Family Camp, in its second weekend, drops down to number 11, and it is at $2.7 million. So the skit guys are out of the top 10 with Family Camp. But you know what? That probably did better than anyone would have expected it to do. So oh, absolutely. Almost $3 million in the theater? Yeah, good for the skit guys, good for Family Camp. As Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. did talk about, it had a great poster. May not be a great movie, we'll never know, we'll never watch it, but it had a great poster. So looking at this top 10, do we want to start with the big story of the two newbies in this top 10? Do we want to start with a new era, Downton Abbey, part two? Yeah, why not? Let's start with that. Made made sixteen million. Mm-hmm. That was within its tracking, but on the low end. Mm-hmm. I was much lower, but not much, not a lot lower on this movie. I said unlucky number thirteen. It made three mm-hmm. million more than that. But over the weekend, it was looking like it could reach as high as eighteen, and then it fell back to earth. Yeah, I mean, it didn't get that big Sunday bump. And, you know, a lot of this is because of the audience that went to it, which is the audience you always figured would go to a Downton Abbey movie, which was an older audience. You know, we we both looked at Anthony D. Alessandro's Deadline article, which is, of course, a must read every week, must read. D is for Downton. mm Mm-hmm. D is for Downton Alessandro. And... You know, he got the the uh, demographics data on who went to see this movie. And, of course, it was an older demographic, an older female demographic, um, reporting that 48% of the people who went to this movie were over 55, which is just just uh, mind-blowing when you it's think insane. of... It's insane. When you think of who goes to movies, it is teens, tweens, people in their 20s. To have 40... Listen... If you are over 31 years old, in terms of movies, you are an an oldster. You are an mm-hmm. old person, not in, necessarily in life, not necessarily your body decaying. But in terms of movie going 30, 31 and older, you're an oldster. So to have a movie come out where 48% of the audience is over 55, it, it's, it's, it just makes your head spin. And it does. And 73% female. So that is the type of movie where you're not going to over-index on Saturday night and Sunday. So that's why mm-hmm. the estimates maybe Saturday morning were looking, oh, maybe this could hit 18. But the oldster crowd, and this is over 55, that's extreme oldster. I would say that is the category there. If you're 55 and up as a moviegoer, you're an extreme oldster. And the extreme oldsters are not going out to this movie on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, because they're fighting with the, the the Doctor Strange crowd, the the bad guys, Rugrats, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once, hipsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with any of that. So no, they're going the, during the day. Yes, the extreme ulcers are going during the day, which means Downton Abbey might do some good business this week during the weekdays. You know, yes, yes. we talk weekends constantly because that is just what the box office ebb and flow is. You talk about box office on a, on a Monday, but 
the the money counts on a Tuesday afternoon the same as it does on a Saturday night. And I do think the extreme oldsters will probably see Downton Abbey 2 and New Era in a, in an above average way on the weekdays that you know two for Tuesdays matinee showings the you know you come on Wednesday for a for a, the first showing you get two dollars off your ticket I I think those those showings are going to do pretty well for this movie and I think any film that gets the oldsters out is a success I mean sixteen yes. million dollars and nearly half of that is from a demographic that is either not going to the theater because they just don't like the experience or were too scared to do it. Mm -hmm. This got them out there. And that's a success. I think you're going to have fatigue when it comes to sequels, especially on shows that are now been off the air for a few years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so many other prestige shows that have come in to fill that vacuum. So I do think, listen, would Focus Features have loved this to make 31 like the last one opened to? Of course. But I don't think they expected that. I don't think anybody expected that. No. But I, think, I mean, Yeah, 16 well, is a good number for this. Yeah. And when you look at the history of, of these types of sequels, which are sequels to the movie continuations of a TV show – those sequels usually do not do very well. You know, like you look at the Sex and the City movie franchise. The first one was a blockbuster. The second one, not nearly as big of a hit. Or even things like, you know, it wasn't the same situation, but the Adams Family movies. The first Adams Family movie was a sensation. The second one, not so much. And uh, you're talking uh, about the original live action, the original live action. Yeah, yeah. Like the original live action or or the, the Brady Bunch movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one was a huge hit. Second one, not so much. I think. And obviously it's different because this Downton Abbey movie is a continuation of the show. It's the same cast. But there's a novelty to the movie version of a TV show. And the novelty is worn off by the sequel and the sequels mm-hmm. usually are not as big of a hit. So they never thought Downton Abbey was going to be a breakout sequel, was going to be a sequel that makes more than the first one. You know, doing 50% of the business is maybe a bigger drop than they would have liked, but it's even that is not unreasonable. This is a, a PBS show, to be fair, mm-hmm. that just made $16 million at the box office. That is pretty good. And what we've said many times on this show is that the reason you put movies in the theaters is because they will have a longer life culturally than if they just premiere and live forever on a streaming platform, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the thing with Downton Abbey, it already made $16 million. It's going to make more. Mm-hmm. There's a 17-day window with this, so it'll be available on on premium PVOD, mm-hmm. which some people will have waited for that, and some people will never know that that even exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they will still go to the theater to see this, right? So the the fact that this movie is making money theatrically, it was it can claim genuinely that it was a theatrical film, 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, let's put it out in a few theaters for awards. No, this had a theatrical run in over 3,000 theaters. Mm-hmm. It's going to help this down the road. Yes. Because if it's good enough for theaters, it's good enough to spend a little time and maybe a little extra dough on yes. later down the road. Yes. No, it makes this into an event and it it it, it puts a little more sheen on this franchise and so I think this movie is a success. And I do think it'll be interesting to keep track of what it does on the weekdays because I think those extreme oldsters are going to come to see it when they feel safer, you know, with these afternoon showings and they don't have to fight with the teens and the tweens. So they'll either be in school or they'll be, you know, working their uh, fast food ships or whatever they'll be doing on a Wednesday afternoon. And so, you know this this is a perfect thing for us to follow with our new experiment with our format which what we're going to start doing at least for now which is what we did last week mm-hmm. which was have an episode that is talking about last weekend mm-hmm. talking about various sundry other topics that are relevant to theatrical and sometimes streaming and then have a Thursday episode that is a preview of the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to test that out to see how, if that gives us a better grip of how a movie's going to do over the weekend. We can actually take a look at these yes. daily Downton Abbey numbers and talk about them on Thursday, which I think will be very interesting. That's a great tease for the second B.O. Boy episode this week, which I think we did it last week. And... It was a huge success. Everything I have heard from the wannabe o boys, wannabe o girls, wannabe o people, people has been nothing but positive. So I think this format could be a huge sensation. So more to come on that. Going down the list, there was another newbie this week. Uh, Downton Abbey might have been for the women, 73% women audience. But this other newbie, this was for men. And it was called Men, the new Alex Garland movie from A24. 3.2 million, like you said, came out in 2000 theaters, which, as we talked about last week, is kind of one of those mini major releases. You know, not not so much that it could actually make some real money, but enough that it doesn't feel like a, an art house streaming, you know, art house uh, uh platforming release so i gotta say this movie looks like it's kind of a disaster box office wise it was what we thought it was i mean i was expecting this to maybe do a little bit more because i think didn't we say i think we did say three to four we did we kind of did nail this we kind of knew and again, this is not us talking about whether it's good or not. We Neither of us have seen it, but we both probably will, and we'll probably end up enjoying it. But we both knew this was going to be a disaster, and it it clearly is. This was this 3.2 million is, is just not what you want out of a, a wide release anymore. I mean, it came so close to losing this fifth spot mm-hmm. to... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Which you, you, you had that at number five. You had everything at number five. I think I, I might have had Men at four because I didn't expect Sonic to hold as strong as it did. But 
clearly men is like you said something no one wants no one wants it got a cinema score which is the cinema scores are the exit polling on you know did you like the movie would you give it so these are polling people who saw the movie and these cinema scores are usually very high you know for for a big movie getting like a b plus cinema score is bad this mm-hmm. movie, Alex Garland's Men, got a D plus cinema score. That wow. is a nightmare. And obviously, well, this is not a commercially minded movie. It's an artsy movie. It is uh, a, a movie that you wouldn't expect to be rating up there with a superhero movie. But D plus from the people who had already paid knowingly to see the film is a awful, awful score. Well, the problem also with a D plus is that you missed out on being in such an exclusive club, club, which is the F club. Mm -hmm. And if you were an F, you would get people who would go see this film because it's an F. Mm hmm. Because it's it's a very few films have gotten Fs. Uh, Mother was That's a, a famous, famous one, one. Mm-hmm. and so there are people who think so poorly of critics and uh, uh, cinema scores that they'll say, "If this thing got an F, I gotta see it because I bet you I'll love it." Mm-hmm. A D plus, mm-hmm. a D plus. It's like you might as well have gotten a C. You might as well have gotten a, a, a C plus. It's it's so not in that exclusive club and that's a shame for this movie if it would have gotten that f more people would have gone to see it right you're not going to get the looky loos and the completists who go see every f cinema score movie you know yeah. they, they they those people they're like you know what i gotta see it it got an f they're not going to see this and what i think is something we've talked about with these a24 movies would a D plus cinema score shows when you get a bad cinema score, what it really means is people didn't get what they were expecting. It doesn't mm-hmm. just mean the movie was bad. It means that the movie was nowhere near what it was advertised to be. And that is the game that a 24 has been playing for a while now with their quote unquote horror movies. You know, where they advertise these movies as horror movies with these horror-esque trailers. And then the movie comes out and some of them are great and some of them are not great. It's not about whether it's great or not. But these movies are not what the trailer told people it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. they're playing a dangerous game because you get to a point where then the A24 logo it is something that means this is going to be a fake out. Whatever they're telling me in this trailer is going to be a lie. And I think men might be the tipping point, you know, after movies like lamb and, uh, it comes at night, you know, where they advertise the green night and green night where you think you're getting a horror movie or green night. You think you're getting a big budget epic and then they are these very heady slow artsy movies which again we're not saying they're not good movies we've liked a lot of these but 
you're you're tricking the the audience and at some point the audience is going to say i don't like being tricked mhm and it and 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 if we're talking about a24 we we need to talk about everything everywhere all at once because it has surpassed uncut gems to be the highest grossing mm-hmm. a24 film ever incredible with 52.2 million now and counting i mean this movie is 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 going to add more mm-hmm. i didn't think it was going to get to 60 i i now believe it it is definitely going to get to 60 where do you think this ends do you think it gets more than 60 i mean it's going to break 60 right you figure that it seems like a24 you know because they i know they have deals with different streamers like apple or hulu but they're they're not a company that has their own streamers so theatrical is their priority so they're going to keep this in theaters for as long as people want it in theaters you know and it is losing screens it lost 150 but it's not losing you know all of its screens I mean, I think 65 or 70 starts to become a reach. You know, this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like, definitely has 8 to 10 million still to go. Does it yes. have 13 to 5 to 20 million left? I mean, that's where it's, it, it starts to feel like that might be a bit much. But, I mean, you just, you don't know. And if that's the thing. A24 right now, something like men gets hidden by what is their greatest success ever, everything, everywhere, all at once. So men will get overlooked, but they got to be careful about what they're doing with these false advertised horror movies because mm-hmm. at some point it's just going to it's gonna give them a bad reputation. But yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, I think I'm, I feel very vindicated in this run because I have been always going on the high end of all my predictions with this movie and it's it's panning out i mean it almost did come in number five this week yes. which is stunning yes yes you were very close men was i think softer than softer than i expected mm-hmm. and sonic the hedgehog 2 was harder than i expected so yeah. it had a a great lack of drop in only 12%. And I think, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit because it has been revealed and now spoilers for Chippendale Rescue Rangers on D+. Ugly Sonic, the original Sonic mm-hmm. with human teeth makes a cameo appearance in this film. Yes, and yes. It shows the strength of Sonic as an IP and as a brand that a failed, like, I guess, what would you call iteration a of failed Sonic, re- A failed uh, rendering of Sonic. The rendering of Sonic was one of the biggest stories on the internet this weekend mm-hmm, and, one, mm-hmm. and, and, and took over the conversation of a Disney movie. I mean, yeah. Bob Iger must be rolling around mm-hmm. in his vault of coins like Scrooge mm-hmm. McDuck Mm-hmm. angry having a tantrum that he can't get the actual sonic and has to have ugly sonic in his film instead of owning that character outright i think he must be just livid 
Yeah. So I did want to bring up this Rescue Rangers movie that uh, was a, a made for Disney Plus movie. I'm glad you brought it up because looking at this the uh, the results this weekend, and you look at the bad guys at number three in its fifth weekend, made another six million. It's up to seventy four million on its way to making eighty to ninety million dollars. And you had Sonic two, like you said, holding incredibly well, only dropped twelve percent in its seventh weekend. It's up to one hundred eighty one million. It's going to get to one ninety. 200 is an outside shot, but this is a blockbuster. And you look at these kids' movies, and like we always said, the rats need their cheese. And something like the Rescue Rangers movie, which was a, I think, pretty well-liked streaming movie this weekend. You know, it has Andy Samberg and Seth Rogen and John Mulaney. You know, it had a... a, a, People seem to like this movie. It's a very well-known property that appeals to people who are now in their 30s and 40s. That is a type of movie that could have come out theatrically and made 20 to 25 to $30 million opening weekend. When you look at something like The Bad Guys, that opened at, what, $23 million when it came out a few weeks ago? Or, Or Tom and Jerry... When that came out in March of 2021 and opened to, what, $15 million, just right, uh, still pre-vaccine pandemic times, Mm. Rescue Rangers, the movie, should have been theatrical. Yeah, so I actually watched this film. You did? That's incredible. Yes. And I watched it. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say something uh, to the stars of this film, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Thank you for speaking out about this movie not going theatric, theatrical. And mm-hmm. I know it was done tongue firmly in cheek, but it was done multiple times while they were hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live. So apparently the man shows Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm has a late night show. I'm out of late night. I haven't followed late night since, since, uh, you know, Bill Carter wrote his last book on it Mm -hmm. and they filled in and they were making several jokes about how it was available only on Disney plus, not theatrical, not theatrical. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, jokes can be subversive, but the best jokes have, truth in them yes. right i think yes. we can all agree yes. on this that yes there the, is a the best tr- the best comedians are truth tellers it's as as many people have said like your fave george carlin who is as relevant as he's ever been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that mulaney and sandberg really hit on something that this movie should have been in the theaters now i like both of them this was also directed by akiva Schaefer, who is part of Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. They've done great stuff, big fans. And Scott Mendelson wrote a whole article on Forbes about how his son loved this film. Wow. And they were wondering why it wasn't theatrical. And did, it's did, like, yes. Just, just why? Qu- quick question. Did John Mulaney and Andy Samberg directly reference Scott Mendelson's Forbes article when they guest hosted the uh, man shows Jimmy Kimmel late night show? 
They did not, but it was implied. I think okay. it was implied. I think we know that they're biz guys. They read Scott Mendelson. If you're in the biz, right. you read Scott Mendelson, period. Right, right. Full stop. Mm-hmm. So I was not a fan of this film. I didn't think it was great. But that doesn't matter because it would have done business. Yes, 100%. It would have, it, this would have been a top five film. Yes. I mean, I think if this weekend the uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie, had come out theatrically, it would have been, let's see, Doctor Strange made $32 million. It would have been the number two movie in America, easily. It would have beaten Downton Abbey. That movie would have made in the 20s. The bad guys opened over $20 million with no IP brand recognition. So Chippendale would have gotten over 20. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is no doubt in my mind they would have been the number two movie in America this weekend. And then, so makes guess you- what? Someday they would have been on Disney Plus and they would have been a even more popular thing for people to watch on Disney Plus in, in, it, it, in a it, month. Yeah, it's it's crazy because again, and then this movie, if it goes on PVOD after going theatrical, there's more money. I know, I know Disney. I know Bob Chapstick wants everybody to just go to D plus, D plus. Instead of thinking what's on Netflix, what's on HBO Max, what's on Tubi, uh, Disney plus, Disney plus, because they always right. have something new, and it's like right. that road is. Uh, only going to take you so far we've we've seen that there's a limit to that and netflix has hit that wall and mm-hmm. disney plus will hit that wall too because i subscribed for a month to disney plus to see this film because mm-hmm. i like the creatives i wanted to support these creatives and i thought hmm 7.99 for a month of disney plus it's like renting the film right exactly and you know what I haven't watched a gosh darn thing on that streaming service because I don't care about Marvel. I don't care about Star Wars. And I've seen all of the best Simpsons episodes multiple times. I have the DVDs. So right. there is purely nothing for me on that service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they do they do have Simpsons shorts on there now where they, you know, they do sketches with Lisa Simpson and and Dua Lipa. I mean, I would love, I would love to see what happens when you put Lisa Simpson with Billie Eilish. I mean, that mm-hmm. is something that I would love to see the combustion of those mm-hmm. two personalities together. But mm-hmm. after that, what is left for me, right? Right. Right. So, so I think yes. Now, kids are going to have it because parents with parents with kids are going to have it for all of the Disney cartoons and things like that. But, but parents with kids would have spent money this weekend to take those kids to see Rescue Rangers in the theater. And then a month from now, they would have been psyched that the movie they saw in the theater is now on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. Exactly. And I would have spent the yes. money to see this in the theater. And that money is more than that one-time subscription that I'm going to cancel now and right. never – do this again because I right. realize just how little there is for me on that service. So instead of getting my ticket money, which would have been sixteen to eighteen dollars, they get a, they get eight bucks and that's it. 
Right, right, right. Because you will not forget to cancel your subscription. If anything, it's it's a necessity that you remember. I have a spreadsheet that has mm-hmm. all of my free trials and months of of uh, subscriptions written out, so I know the day to cancel. Yeah, you are the streaming company's nightmare scenario. Absolutely, and I'm proud so, of that. You should be so. I will put this out there right now. I know that Samberg and John Mulaney, they got to guest host uh, would apparently, like you said, the man shows Jimmy Kimmel has a late night form and they got to guest host that. But we will give them an even bigger form, which is Andy Samberg, John Mulaney, they are invited to come on the B.O. Boys and talk about the fact that Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers did not get a theatrical release. And listen, when they were on the man show, Jimmy Kimmel's uh, current apparent late night show, which airs on ABC, which is a Disney company, they definitely had a muzzle on. They were mm. not allowed to talk to the degree they wanted to about the box office situation. They were not allowed to really go all in on the fact that their movie should have been theatrical, shouldn't have just been on Disney plus. If they come on the BO boys, that muzzle will not exist. We will have thrown the muzzle out the window before they get on the mic. There will be no muzzle. John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, they could speak freely on the BO boys about their situation, their theatrical release situation. That is a promise. And they can talk about what their participation would have been if this would have gone theatrical, because mm-hmm. obviously that that participation would have been a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is that you get creatives upset because theatrical means more money for them as well. Right. And more money means happier creatives and happier talent. And what Disney's doing right now, burying a movie like this, which I think, like you said, could have done Bafa Bobo, or at least $20 million. Right. It just seems dumb. Right, right, right. And, and I do wonder, and obviously these are smart guys, uh, they're, they're, they're stars in the business, but I don't think Andy Samberg and John Mulaney had anyone around them that really explained to them just what Chippendale's Rescue Rangers would have done theatrically. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they don't have... B.O. Boys level analysts in their camps who, listen, I just spitballed that math, but this movie would have done $25 million opening weekend. It would have been the number two movie in America. I'd like to, to, to tell them that directly and get their honest, live, raw feed, fuck it, we're doing it live reaction to knowing that they would have had the number two movie in America this weekend if... Only Disney had put it out theatrically. Yeah. Now, we're, we're going to talk very briefly, uh, not mm-hmm. briefly, well, we are going to talk very briefly about The Lost City because mm-hmm. we do want to get onto a streamer that is possibly going to start releasing movies theatrically with a window. Mm-hmm. But Lost City... 99.3. This thing's going to make it to 100. I think yeah. we need to put a pin in this until next week's episode where we can clap for it. 
Yes, this is going to be huge. I mean, Lost City made $1.5 million this week. It's up to $99.3 million. So even if this movie were to drop 50%, which is unlikely because it only dropped 8% last week, but if it dropped 50%, that would be $750,000, which would still put it over $100 million. So yeah, the short answer is it will happen next week. Next week, we will clap for the Lost City. Now, let's talk about Netflix. Yes. So there was some news and nothing concrete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Netflix is thinking about putting out some of its bigger budget, big star driven films out in the theaters before they hit Netflix with a now industry standard 45 day window. Now, a lot of talk is about Knives Out 2 being mm-hmm. the film that is going to be the first with this. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is something, I mean, do you feel vindicated, Pat? Yeah, I mean, I I often feel vindicated. And this will just be another one of those times. I mean, listen, we have been talking about Netflix needing to change its strategy to release movies theatrically. We've been talking about that for a while. Obviously, the big Netflix story is a couple of weeks ago when they announced that they lost subscribers for a quarter and the stock plummeted. And right now, Netflix is in kind of a a free fall, you know, both on on Wall Street, PR-wise, I mean, it's it's horrible. They've they've been laying off people, so things are bad at Netflix. And when things are bad, you make big changes. And this is something they could have done proactively before, and now it looks like a reactive move. And probably these reactive moves are only going to cause more bad press and more problems for them. But like we've said, it's the thing that makes sense to do. They spend so much money on these movies. It is just ridiculous that they don't get any box office money out of them. This is something they, they've had to do. But here here's the question. You could put a movie out for 45 days. The bigger thing that they are going to have to do is they've got to give them actual wide releases. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they put Knives Out 2 out for 45 days in 10 theaters that aren't AMCs and Regals. The The real point where the rubber meets the road is Netflix is going to have to make deals with AMC and Regal and the other chains that matter and put these in three to 4,000 theaters or else... You can put it out for a year ahead of time if you put it out four theaters. It won't matter. Well, yeah, because the theaters have to agree with Netflix, and the 45-day window is in order for theaters to say, yeah, we're going to put your product in there. Because if they try to do a shorter window, mm-hmm. then th- the theaters will say, no, that What's the benefit here for us? The exclusivity for only two weeks is going to do nothing for us. Right, right. You know? And so the 45-day window is going to be Netflix kowtowing to the theaters. Yeah. And 
you know, what's funny in these last couple of years, we've talked a lot about the 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 uh, the pissing contest, and I'll say it: the pissing contest between the studios and the theater chains, mm-hmm. and it has been a clear winner in that pissing contest. The studios piss all over the theaters. Their piss is stronger. Their piss is thicker. Their piss is more powerful than the theaters. The, the, the studios have won. You know, they're the ones who got to rewrite the, the rules on how long a movie is in, uh, theatrically exclusive. They've rewritten the, the, the windows, all that stuff. The studios have won the pissing contest. But Netflix has never been in that studio camp, you know, and now that Netflix is getting into a pissing contest with the theater chains, I think the theaters might have thicker, stronger, uh, uh, more powerful piss than Netflix does. I don't know if AMC and Regal are going to give Netflix everything it wants. They might say, you know what? We'll get pissed on by Universal. We'll get pissed on by Disney, of course. We'll get pissed on by Warner Brothers. But I don't know if AMC is going to let itself get pissed on by Netflix. And and that's such a great point about this because Netflix does not have a track record with box office. Exactly. They don't have a track record. So you can't – they've always obfuscated their their, – how much money – the movies have made that they've put into theaters, even if they were small releases or even mm-hmm. if they were big releases like the zombie film that ended up not making any cultural debt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They have not played the game and now it's going to bite them in the butt. Yep. Yep. You might have these AMC regal chains that – when Netflix says, all right, let's do it. Let's put Knives Out 2 in 4,000 screens. Maybe AMC and Regal say, sure, we'll take 70% of the opening weekend gross. What are you going to do about it? Whip it out. And and Netflix, they're not Warner Brothers. They're not Disney. They're not going to be able to win this pissing contest. Maybe AMC and Regal will be nice about it. Maybe they'll, they'll forget the past. They'll forget that Netflix didn't want to deal with them before. And they'll give them a good deal, but they they very well might not. I mean, it's 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 telling that the first movie Netflix might try this with is Knives Out 2, because even though that first Knives Out movie wasn't a Netflix movie, that's at least something with a track record where Netflix could say to AMC and Regal, hey, remember you did a Knives Out movie in 2019? It opened to whatever it did, twenty-five million. It legged out to over a hundred million. So at least that's something with a track record that theaters might be interested in. But also, Knives Out isn't Star Wars. You know, AMC and Regal might say, you know what, Knives Out is great, but it's it's not uh, it's not enough to make us forget what a dick you've been in the past. True. Yeah. I mean, Knives Out won, uh, legged out to 165 domestic, which is crazy for the type of film it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This is going to be there. Hey, look what this did. This should be a reason why you should give us screens. And we'll see. And, you know, it comes down to when you look at something like uh, movies are products. And I know that that's 
a lot of people will take umbrage to that, but they are. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. any product, if it is sold exclusively online, there's still a level of skepticism. There's still a yes. level of, is this quality? Because if mm-hmm. this was quality, it would be on the store shelves where mm-hmm. I can see it and touch it and feel it. Yep, yep. Yep, right, and exactly. that is what Netflix needs to do because what Netflix has right now is online-only items, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and those are not trusted. You can't trust those, right. right? Right. When you when you see these people on Shark Tank, a lot of them have products that are doing well online, but they need that money to get into stores. Yep. yep. And it's more competitive, and it takes more money, and it takes actual vision. And so there is going to be a level of Netflix not being able to do whatever they want, whatever the hell they want, and go crazy over budget and and greenlight these movies that are going to make zero money. And a lot of people are going to take umbrage to that because they're going to say, "Oh, well, then artistry is going to go." And it's like, look at what's on Netflix, and mm-hmm. tell me what movie on there is pure art that wouldn't have made some sort of money if it was released in the theaters. Marriage Story is art. It would have been, it would have done decent numbers at the theaters, right? Oh, sure. Back in fall of 2019, I think Marriage Story, you know, makes it 30 million, 40 million uh, uh, domestically, you know, when it's all said and done. But Red Notice, Six Underground, Mm -hmm. I mean- those movies are going to have to change and be better if they want that theatrical release. So right. I think it's positive for these movies. Right. Yeah, because if you look at, and again, we're not the Streamo boys, we're, we're only talking about Netflix because it might possibly start becoming a, a, a theatrical player. But when you look at the Netflix movie slate, the 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 movies that are the worst are the Netflix movies that try to replicate big box office movies. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've had decent success when they just bring in an auteur like Noah Baumbach or Scorsese and let them make a dramatic movie. But when they try and make Michael Bay movies or when they try and make uh, 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 Will Smith action movies like Bright, those movies are quality wise so far uh, uh, below the standard you would get from theatrical releases. So that is really where Netflix is going to have to step up if now they want to start releasing movies theatrically. Their special effects, big budget movies are just atrocious. The the same creative creative team made Free Guy and the Adam Project. Mm-hmm. So and and uh, listen, the Adam Project. I think that's the name of that movie with Ryan it Reynolds. Is. It is, and I saw it. I did see it, and I haven't thought about that movie since it. I couldn't even tell you when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, in Netflix, if they're going to start getting into the theatrical game, which I I do, listen, we've been saying for a while, they have to, they're going to have to figure out how to make these movies good because, I I mean, it's it's been something people have said, and I think it's pretty clear, these big Netflix movies are all hand-me-downs, or they Mm -hmm. are the the C or D level project from creative teams. You know, Free Guy was the A project that that uh, Ryan Reynolds and his team brought to Disney and Adam project was the C or D level project 
that they brought to Netflix. And if you just take these Netflix movies and just throw them in theaters, they're going to bomb because they are just not to the to the quality level of theatrical movies. Yeah. Absolutely. So th- they've got to do it, but they got to get better. So Knives Out 2 should be the right movie to test this with. But AMC and Regal, you know, they're going to have the ball in their court now because they don't need Netflix. You know, they need Disney. They need Avatar. They need Star Wars. They need Warner Brothers. They need Universal with the Jurassic Park movies. They don't need Netflix movies. No. And you're right. It's going to be a pissing contest, and we'll see whose stream is the strongest and the yellowest. Yep, yep. I mean, listen, Netflix, they're a streamer, but it's time to finally test that stream. Absolutely, Pat. So I think that is a great way to end this episode. Of course, mm-hmm. again, we were going we're gonna to talk about Top Gun Maverick and what we think it's going to do on Thursday. So definitely listen for that. Uh, it's going to be a great show. This was a great show. So, Pat, where can people find us to tell us how great this episode was? Well, of course, rate and review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. But, I mean, Apple is the one that really counts. So if you're a listener on Apple, give us a five-star review. Write something in the comments, and we'll read it. So, as always, great way to get manifestos read is to just write it in a review of the B.O. Boys. You could, of course, email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. We're always getting great emails from our wannabe o boys, wannabe o girls, wannabe o people. People. And uh, we love reading those. And, uh, you know, Friday will, uh, the Thursday, Friday episode, we'll get to some of the emails that we've gotten. We could read those on air. So we'll get to those on the next episode. And yeah, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Love, love hearing from you guys. Well, there's nothing left to say, Pat, except for until next time. We'll, we'll smell you at the box, box office. office. Nailed, Nailed it. it.